0: It was the best of times, it was the blest of times. (laughs) Chill out, Sabrina, it's fine.
1: Dismember a human sacrifice. Show
0: me the tuna. Do you ever put some sort of body lotion or something on your skin and then spend most of the day thinking about how edible you seem? I think about that two or three times a day. Um, since
1: I got new cream that smells like almond milk and honey,
0: <laughs> and then you and get hungry for yourself. My right? arm
1: is so soft
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I often put this body butter on, which is like a a mango and papaya mm. thing, and it smells realistic, like real mangoes mm. and real papayas. Mm. And I'll be sat there with my arm, with my skin, arm skin, arm, my skin, <laughs> my my naked arm skin. Your skin arm. My my my, my naked bare arm skin flesh. <laughs> When I'm typing some work. Yeah. And I'll be like, God, I could murder a papaya right now. <laughs> I can smell papaya. I want to sink my teeth into this papaya. <laughs> but listen, I am the papaya. <laughs> I can't put papaya on my skin and then want to eat it. That's like tantamount to cannibalism. Right? Yeah. It makes me feel, it makes me feel like, the, um, like the, the, the witch from Hansel and Gretel eating the kids. Probably because they're wearing really nice body lotions. Yeah,
1: they all smell like cocoa powder or whatever you put in soap these days.
0: (laughs) I had one that
1: smelled like cocoa
0: butter, and let me tell you, that was distracting. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any foods that you don't like the taste of, but you do like the smell of? That you'd be able to put on your skin and be like, hmm, but not want to eat that food?
1: I don't think so. Maybe papaya. Actually, I find papaya. Maybe just the papaya you can get in Ontario, Canada, to not have very much flavour. But I think <laughs> I've got a poor cross-section of, of what what papaya might actually taste like.
0: Yeah, I was going to say egg. Like, i much prefer smelling eggs than... I don't hate eating eggs, but as you know, I'm not like... I'm a bit 50-50 when it comes to eggs.
1: Right, right. I'm not gassed on. That's true, you're no Gaston. But. Which is why we have all the, that, had that big surplus of eggs. <laughs> we dream too big. And then when you, when you're out, I make egg drop soup like crazy just to go through them. <laughs> At least in here. It's egg time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, <But> she's gone, <laughs> crack some eggs.
0: <laughs> but I don't want to put something that smells of egg on my skin. Can you imagine if there was an egg-flavoured <laughs> body butter from the body oh, shop? Oh, God. Mmm, I smell all omelettes today. Ugh, like a cooked egg, sort of gross.
1: I think, um, it's not that I, I dislike eating this, but I like the smell better than I like the taste, and that's coconut. Oh. I like coconut in things, but just, like, sort of loose, shaved coconut is, like, fine. Yeah. But I really like the smell
0: of it. Mm. I, love a, I
1: love a coconut soap.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. It's one of those things where the taste, like the flavor of coconut is better than coconut itself. hmm mm-hmm. Like, I like a pina colada. Oh, I'd love to smell of a pina colada. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm never going to be jazzed just to eat coconut chunks. Just like, yeah, loose bits. I used to like getting coconuts as a kid, but I think it's because I liked to to drop them. Yeah. To to drop them to get to the meat Then I'd get the meat and I'd be like, oh, I'm not vibing with this. And my parents were like, I'm going to stop buying you coconuts.
1: I feel like in the store, they're very intriguing. Like, I was always badgering my dad to buy a coconut when we went grocery shopping. And eventually we got one and opened it up. And then we're like, well, that sure was a coconut. And then it
0: was (laughs) done. I think that's a universal experience. (laughs) And also by dropping it, all of the milk would go because my parents were like, we'll get the flesh. It's the flesh we want. But as an adult, actually, I feel like if I was gifted a coconut, I'd be trying to get the milk.
1: Is the the liquid inside a coconut coconut milk or coconut water?
0: The coconut is a mammal and a coconut is a breast. Yeah. yeah. And the liquid inside of it is milk. (laughs) Of course. Shannon, just like any mammal. Is like the udders of a tree.
1: Our listeners are going to be really worried about our food
0: literacy during this
1: pandemic.
0: <laughs> we feed ourselves. We do. We don't just put body butter on ourselves and be like, mm, I remember food. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't go around eating... Coconuts. No, we don't. Although maybe we should next time we have a we have a podcast instead of clinking our glasses, we should plop together some um, (laughs) some coconuts like in Monty Python. Yeah. Welcome to Castle Blast, (laughs) the podcast where we watch some fucked up movies from the past. (laughs) We've also ventured into. Are you okay?
1: Just any (laughs) fucked up movie.
0: Yeah, any. (laughs) <laughs> the kids watch and and also we ventured into tv shows uh, recently and then we um we revisit these this content and try and decide if it's cursed or blessed which it very rarely is or a sort of sweet middle spot called blessed blessed That's that you, well, you know, if you're listening to us, you know the premise by now. And this is one of the the rare TV episodes we've done. Yeah. So, Shannon, what other TVs have we done so far? So,
1: we started with Glee and then we did Riverdale. Yes. And now we're doing Riverdale's cousin
0: (laughs) and its originator. That's right. We're doing a TV. Double danger, double dip and death.
1: So we've done sitcom Sabrina the Teenage Witch, as well as Netflix's The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which, as I said, is a, is a spinoff of Riverdale, similarly to Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the comic, being a spinoff of the Archie comics. Mm-hmm. How that tracks, I'm uncertain, because magic does not exist in the Archie comics, but very
0: much does in both versions of Sabrina Unless in the Archie comics, magic does exist, but they've not tapped into it yet. Yeah. But we did
1: see that episode of Riverdale where it seemed like Cheryl's house was haunted. So maybe magic <laughs> is real <laughs> That's in, <true>. in
0: Riverdale. <laughs> and why, why oh why, are we covering Sabrina? It's because it's apparently Halloween. It's Halloween, baby! It's, it's not I know what you're thinking. It's not the 31st of October right now. It's the something-somethingth of September, 2020. But this year has been full of horrors, so you thought, why the fuck not start now? With a month of... the hell! month of Halloween. Month of the greatest time of year. I'm just gonna say right now, before Shannon starts to to slander me, I don't (laughs) dislike Halloween in general. But the Halloween thing that lasts a whole month now... I find wearing, and I think this is a slight cultural differences thing, and one time on trick or treat night when I was a bit old, too old to do it, a kid ran into my house and chased my black cat, which I did not appreciate and I've been grumpy ever since. <laughs> I, listen, I like to dress up in a costume and go to a party and drink alcohol. That aspect of Halloween, i am I okay with? And I'm sure we will be recording... At least one of these episodes dressed up, even uh, if no one can see us do it. We
1: have to, yeah. We could
0: even be dressed up right now. No one would know.
1: Yeah, this is this is something that's come up a lot. I love Halloween; it's my favorite holiday. Back in undergrad, I used to have a big Halloween party at my house. When I was in when I was a kid, I went used to go trick or treating. When I was in high school, it was a big thing in my town to go. Um, collect for the food bank during Halloween. So I'd get, teenagers would get dressed up and go collect canned food for the food bank and drop it all off at the end of the night. So I did that and I get hyped every October. I've already started playing Halloween music. Yes. It's it's the most wonderful time of the year.
0: I can't believe you're saying this after I introduced you to Eurovision. <laughs> You now know Eurovision. I do, I know. You saw the best of Eurovision and the new Eurovision movie.
1: I lived the Eurovision. Halloween will always be first in my heart.
0: (laughs) Ah, different continents, different lives.
1: Listen, last Halloween was one of my best Halloweens ever. We went up to the hill,
0: we saw some fire spinners. There was pagan chanting. That was good. I enjoyed that because it was more like bonfire night than it was Halloween. Bonfire night, I love, because it's ridiculous.
1: I love the event of just setting fires. <laughs> yeah, which um, is
0: a uh, more of a bonfire night guy you Fawkes thing. We don't have bonfire night in North America. Yeah, yes, you do. I heard bonfires. I heard fireworks going off that night in Vancouver. That's loose Brits out in the neighborhood setting fires, though.
1: <laughs> no one's collected as we, them. As we
0: want to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, is the Brits again, exploding things. Oh, there they are, setting fires <laughs> on the beach. Oh, uh, because there's no laws on the beach. It's true. <laughs> you can do whatever the heck you want. Also, excuse you. Wasn't the favourite wasn't the best Halloween the Halloween party I organized the year before that? You did organize a phenomenal Halloween party. With um, friend of the podcast, Cassandra
1: Miller. Yeah. Shout out to Cassandra. That was a a lit Halloween party. Many friends of the podcast at that party. I was dressed as a printer. Yes you were. I was
0: dressed as the printer jam?
1: I was dressed as Newt from Pacific Rim. And for anyone who doesn't know that deep cut, it was one of the chapters of my master's thesis was on my favorite movie, Pacific Rim.
0: And we were up for couples costumes. We were up for couples costumes. Because our costumes were vaguely, vaguely related.
1: Because, um, we were both dressed as characters played by
0: Charlie Day. And you might be thinking, (laughs) I don't remember Charlie Day ever playing a printer. (laughs) (laughs) But that might be a story for another time. (laughs) The basis of our friendship. Yeah, the full... The basis of our friendship was going to a very bad movie (laughs) and talking about it ad nauseum for weeks. (laughs) Alienating all of those around us. (laughs) So we've watched Sabrina. (laughs) We've watched two Sabrinas.
1: Elise, what's the basic premise of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the sitcom? Sabrina
0: is a teenage witch. Oh, you want me to say yes, more? Yes, I would like you to say more. Sabrina's a teenager, and she does not know she's a witch, but spoiler alert, she actually very much is a witch. And on her 16th birthday, she is informed of the fact by her two fun aunts, Zelda and Hilda, who have a cat called Salem, who we'll talk about a lot in this episode. Yes, we I love us. him. <laughs> um, and so her, her dad was a, a witch, and her mum was a mortal. Yeah. So she's a half witch, so she she doesn't know about this until her sixteenth birthday when her witch powers get unlocked, and she's introduced to the wacky and zany world of witchhood, so her aunts and and um and Salem the cat, who is actually warlock who's committed war crimes who <laughs> so tried to take over the world uh he's being punished with a hundred years of being a cat yeah um. They teach her magic spells, and in in the episode, she sort of, like, has to live her life as a regular teenager at a high school, and sort of either solve problems with magic she's learned, or resolve problems that she's caused by incorrectly using magic. And it's generally a a jape of a time. Yeah. So, so Shannon, what is the premise for The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Netflix?
1: (laughs) The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina... We meet young Sabrina Spellman. This is her name in the um, in the sitcom as well. Uh, at the also the age of sixteen, but she already knows that she's a witch. But um, on her sixteenth birthday, she must undergo something called a dark baptism to be <laughs> indoctrinated into the Church of Night, bad church, um, evil church. Uh, She lives with her aunts, Hilda and Zelda, who she knows are witches. Sabrina already knows how to use magic at the beginning of this, but is not a member of the Church of Night. Her magic does not seem contingent upon her entry. No. Um, Hilda and Zelda have let her go to mortal school. I'm not sure... uh, People seem aware that she's a half-witch, but it's very taboo. Again, her father is a witch and her mother is not, uh, but it's, like, cursed and illegal, in this universe. Um, it's
0: disgusting.
1: <laughs> and I think they're both dead. Both her parents are dead. They're not dead in the sitcom. Her mother's on field work somewhere, and her father is, is in the magic realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a cat called Salem, but it's her familiar, and it's a demon in cat form. It's and, like this shitty goblin. And he doesn't talk. Uh. So that's garbage. Um, Not to get too ahead of myself with the value judgments on this show. Uh, So Sabrina has to decide whether or not she is going to become a full member of the Church of Night and go to magic boarding school. Or if she's going to stay immortal and go to her boring mortal high school. And that's sort of where the pilot kicks off. Yeah, it's the plot of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a lot more convoluted. It's a lot more plot heavy. Yeah. Um. So I've seen all three seasons for reasons
0: that escape me. I'm not <laughs> sure why, but I have. It's one of those things that I think again because it was filmed in and around Vancouver, mm-hmm. I was curious to watch.
1: Yeah, because you can see places you recognize.
0: Yeah. And the plot doesn't matter and none of it matters, so I would just sort of, when I watched it, I would sort of, like, skip through whole... There were bits I were, characters that I could see on the screen who I wanted to avoid, so I'd just skip to the witch japes and ignore her school friends, so I'll talk about that more later, I guess. To which
1: point I think I can come up with my very first value judgment of the chilling adventures of Sabrina... Which is that it's very hard to watch and focus on. It's super boring.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, for context, we watched uh, two short, like, half-hour episodes of the sitcom, Mm -hmm. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I don't know about you, but I was quite jazzed. I was energized the whole time. And then we watched an hour-long episode, the pilot of Sabrina, The Chilling Adventures of. And... Oh my eyes! They fell out of my face. And then I, do you remember I had to go and like crawl around on the floor trying to find my eyes? Yeah, and there was like all dust on them, and, and I had just... to sanitize them, and I got all disinfectant in my eye sockets. Yeah, know? and I had a headache, and I felt weird when I was asleep. <laughs> this is a true thing that happened. It
1: is, yeah. There's like one good character in the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and that's Sabrina's cousin Ambrose. <laughs> um
0: who's th- british did you know <laughs> <laughs> is okay for the voice <laughs> this is a character who just in case from his accent that sounds an awful lot like this oh cousin you really <laughs> thought you could do that spell and get away with it well 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 sabrina <laughs> you know yeah. similar to mine a british accent but maybe even more london-y you yeah, know yeah. If you couldn't tell from that that he was British, don't worry. He's got a laptop <laughs> that's got a Union Jack on it. Oh, I'm gonna get someone writing in being like, uh, Elise, actually, it's only called the Union Jacket Seal or whatever the fuck. I don't care, you know what flag I mean. <laughs> no one wants to say Union flag, that's boring as fuck. It's a Union Jack. And <laughs> he also has a Union Jack flag draped around his room just in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, just in case
1: Sabrina forgot. <laughs> <laughs> but Ambrose. Kind of fulfills a similar role in the Netflix show that Salem fills in the sitcom. Because as we mentioned, Salem in the sitcom is a convict sentenced to live 100 years as a cat. For trying to take over the world. Ambrose is sentenced to house arrest, I don't know for how long, and we don't know for what. No. I'm pretty sure they tell me at some point later in the
0: show, but I've forgotten. And it has to be something more boring than trying to take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> Can, like, okay, let's... Seeing as Salem and Ambrose are the same character.
1: Yeah, because right? Sa- Salem
0: in the the show doesn't talk
1: at all. The actual cat. So a lot of the, the conversations... And the banter, Ambrose fills that. Yeah, Salem in the sh- in the
0: sitcom is the main thing I remembered from from this whole deal. And I've spoken in this podcast before about how Salem the cat gave me a complex when I was a kid <laughs> about what if a cat saw me naked, and that cat was actually a war criminal doing time. As a cat. As a cat by the yeah. witch council. Yeah. And was just being a pervert if they saw me get out of the shower. Mm-hmm. And I know... I don't know what episode it's from. It's Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Don't ask why. <laughs> I discuss it. I know that it's similar to Dara's disposition on, on animals seeing him naked. Yeah. Sure. So this is not Salem's first hanger on our podcast. I just want to say... <laughs> Okay, Salem's funny and all. We'll talk about him more later, I guess. But I think it's kind of wild in the sitcom that considering the scale of his crimes, mm-hmm. which is trying to take over the world, violently, it seems, Yeah. Evil for evil motives, that he's so chill, and <laughs> the ants are happy with him just, like, chilling out on a cushion in this teenage girl's bedroom.
1: <laughs> At the end of the episode, um... Because Sabrina's very startled at the beginning because she learns that he can talk at the be-
0: when she learns that she's a witch. <laughs> yeah, he's been keeping it in that whole time. Yeah. Um, unless she hasn't heard him, I'm not sure which. I don't know. That's a good question.
1: I think mortals can hear him, because I think there's japes later where Salem makes noises, and, like, Harvey's like, what was that? And Sabrina's yeah. like, oh, it's just the wind. And he's like, mm, it sounded like someone was telling me something. Very specific. <laughs> like, I think that happens quite a lot, so he must have just been avoiding talking in front of her. But at the end of the, the first episode, he's, like, lamenting... Not having been successful in taking over the world, and Sabrina just like gives him a rubber mouse, and he's like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> None of this is a complaint,
0: by the way. Salem yeah, I know. My favorite. He's part an of absolute the delight. <laughs> if you're not already, follow the Instagram account One Salem per day. I think it's called. Yeah. One Salem a day. Someone just puts a screenshot of Salem up every day. A different one. It's really fun. It's always good. It's always good stuff. Ambrose is not that fun.
1: No. (laughs) He's more fun than all of the other characters, but the bar is low. Yeah. (laughs) Ambrose, I think, I thought when I was watching it, he's... He's the icon we need in these coronavirus times. <laughs> he's not been allowed to leave the grounds of the house for decades. And
0: he's a human.
1: And he's a human. And I think that's inspirational.
0: <laughs> and I think we should look to him as an example. <laughs> <laughs> the, the house in the Netflix show also doubles up as a mortuary. Yeah. yeah. And he's... Um, embalming a body at the end, yeah. And I guess he's had that to keep keep him occupied. But it's implied. Okay, so they've got this body in, and he's he's fixing it up. And Zelda says, "Did the family want open or closed casket?" And Ambrose is like, "Open." She's like, "That's a shame. We've not had closed for a while." And then says something to imply that they eat the people.
1: Yeah, yeah. She <laughs> fully implies that they're cannibals. Um, and I, I think this gets at one of the weird, persistent things in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where, like, Zelda and Hilda act like every witch thing they do is normal and everyone in, who's a witch knows about it. Yes. And Sabrina is shocked and alarmed at every witch thing that happens.
0: Although she's been raised in this world she, and knows a lot of stuff already. She
1: knows how to use magic. She's been raised by Hilda and Zelda her entire life. Because remember, in this one, her parents are dead. So I don't think she even remembers them. No. And she's been raised in a witch household, but knows none of the witch things. (laughs) And is surprised constantly by witch stuff. And it's like, I feel like that's a carryover from the sitcom, but in the sitcom, Sabrina didn't know she was a witch until the beginning
0: of the series. Yeah. And has to learn things. But also, Sabrina, the teenage witch, the sitcom, she's not having to get shocked by stuff like cannibalism <laughs> like ritual sacrifice yeah things that regularly occur in the show like in in the in the sorry the netflix so in the net here's here's like a classic example of something that happened in the show sabrina is going to two schools regular high school with her shitty boring high school friend and witch high school with her shitty boring witch friend. and um her aunts at the breakfast table will be like sabrina it's the the 12th of january you know what that means <laughs> It's time for all of your classmates to sit down and eat a baby. (laughs) Which has been snatched from a local hospital. This is a witch tradition going back centuries. And Sabrina's like, I don't like the sound of that. And the are like, Sabrina, it's actually very normal. Shut up and eat your smoothie. But don't eat any toast because you need to have a healthy appetite for the cannibalism you'll be doing later. And Sabrina's like, I don't like the sound of this. And we'll then... Cause a huge stink with the with the witch and warlock church and and create some new policy. Yeah, that's pretty much every episode. I'm not exaggerating
1: either. Literally <laughs> every episode is some sort of horrifying witch ritual. That what? sounds like it was pulled out of the mind of a Puritan from the
0: late 16th century. <laughs> Meanwhile, here's what happens in the first episode of the <laughs> the, the sitcom from the 90s early noughties, that sort of time. Sabrina finds out she's a witch. Her aunts are very excited to teach her a spell, which is to turn one piece of fruit into another piece of of fruit by pointing at it and thinking. But all Sabrina can do is turn things into pineapples. But she has to go to high school because she still has to get an education. In the heat of the moment, she points her finger at the school bully and accidentally turns her into a pineapple, goes, oh shit! Picks up the pineapple, takes it back to her aunt's house, goes through A fun time travel cupboard, and the Witch Council, long story short, allows her to redo the day. No one gets turned into a pineapple. She learns a lesson not to point her finger at people. And, yeah, not to use her magic for evil. And then the bully does not get turned into a pineapple. The stakes are super duper low.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really odd to me that The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina did not... Make the obvious move of having her not know she had magic until the start of the show, because I think a lot of the random stuff they do would make a lot more sense if this is the first she's hearing about magic. Yeah. Which is basically the premise of almost every episode of the sitcom, is like, this is the first she's hearing about it. She doesn't know about magic because it's been a secret.
0: Yeah, so she'll either learn a new spell and try and use it and fail, or she can't use it until the very last minute, then it's helpful. Or she'll be in some sort of high school social situation, and Salem, who's a little shit, is like, How about you try this nefarious spell, Sabrina? (laughs) And she does, and it kind of goes wrong. Yeah. But then it's fixed within 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, or there is some sort of magic holiday or ritual or whatever that very rarely involves anything like blood
0: sacrifice. I don't think anyone dies in supreme the Teenage no. Witch.
1: <laughs> no. It's, yeah, they've got a portal in their linen closet to, like, the witch council. And usually the worst thing that happens is the witch council tells them off... Yeah, it's like it's such a natural way to structure the story that even Mm -hmm. though like the the Netflix show is much darker, obviously, it just seems like a a really smart thing they could have done. And I don't know why they didn't. It would have been
0: so easy. (laughs) Yeah, and then you can have Sabrina actually be shocked by things, whereas if she knew about all this witch stuff before her 16th birthday, why is she shocked by all the cannibalism? And it's so That's often... That's just part of her culture. Why is she not okay with it?
1: <laughs> and so often the aunts will say stuff like, this is an annual tradition. And it's like, okay, but the person who lives with you has lived with you for
0: 16 yeah. years. Did you just, like, send a babysitter around in the past and, like, <laughs> say you're off to go bowling? And also Ambrose was there? Yeah. <laughs> Ambrose was a babysitter. Yeah. And he lied for them. He I hasn't see. been.
1: He hasn't been doing the, the blood rituals for years.
0: <laughs> he's missed them so Sabrina in the Netflix show spends half of her time at witch high school which has a statue of Satan that made all the Satanists upset and half of her time in an, a regular high school that's really fancy looking on the inside just like in Riverdale and every waking minute she spends in this high school is hell to me <laughs> She's knowing that she's a witch all her life, she has just decided to hide this from her friends in high school, which, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. They might be a bit freaked out. But then eventually she explains it to them, and they come round to it. Except they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my problem. This is why I skipped over a lot of stuff when I watched Sabrina. Usually the A plot of the episode will be she's trying to stop some sort of murderous ritual happening at her witch school and getting in some kind of trouble with satan or the witch council one of the two or both because satan's a character in this show yeah and the b plot is sabrina is trying to help one of her friends at high school with a problem Mm -hmm. they'll say sabrina i need help to get this school policy put in place or to stop people being mean to me or to be good at sports, or to see better. <laughs> Any of these things, and all of these things. Yeah. And so they know Sabrina's a witch when mm. they're asking her this. And she's like, sure, I will help. And then she fixes it with magic. And then they're like, Sabrina! <laughs> Sabrina! Like, I wanted to get good at sports on my own, Sabrina. You made me swole with magic. How dare you? Sabrina, you made me blind. <laughs> I'm not getting into that subplot. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but you know she's a witch. And I think you asked her for, for help with that in mind. And then she used magic. And then, like, the the moral of the story is Sabrina should not try and help her friends with magic. 100% of the time that's the moral of that story, which is not a problem so much in this sitcom.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I, I also think one of, one of the other variants on the Friends plot is Friends want to do something more or less mundane or non-urgent. Sabrina has to go have a conference with the devil and miss <laughs> movie night with her friends and then her friends get... Absolutely yeah. devastated and mad at her for not being at movie night. Or, we wanted to go to the farmer's market, Sabrina, and what were you doing? You were having a conference with Satan again.
0: I'm sorry, guys, I had to go to the secret council in the forest. If I didn't go, they would have set my spleen on fire. <laughs> Sabrina, we are <were> going bowling. <laughs> You knew every Wednesday we go bowling, Sabrina. Well, not this Wednesday. I'm sorry. I need my spleen to live. Oh, suddenly you you need your spleen to live. Look at me. I'm Sabrina. I'm a witch. Fuck off, Sabrina. This is why (laughs) this happens every episode. (laughs) Those
1: friends are so awful. I think Harvey is the worst one, but I also hate Harvey from the sitcom too. I don't, okay, I don't hate him. But he's, I a do bit, a bit. he's a
0: himbo. There's nothing wrong with he,
1: him. he's not. He's not awful. Harvey from the show like freaks out every time she uses magic, and I'm <laughs> like, just dump him. It's not that hard. There's sometimes when he's mad at her for good reason. Like she tries to bring his brother back from the dead <laughs> once, and he turns into this like. Horrible undead zombie monster. And it's like, well, he didn't ask you to do that. And this has turned out badly. And Ambrose told you not to. So that's fair. But just in general, he's very, like, angry every time she uses magic for anything or does any magic things or does things that aren't, like, normal mortal things or considers going to magic school or doesn't pay full attention to him. And I just have a little... (laughs) little to no patience for that. Yeah. From what I remember, I don't know, maybe you'll remember better, sitcom Harvey does not take it well when he finds out she's a witch, either. I don't remember. I just, I remember it happening several times and then having to be, like, retconned with time travel or memory loss spells or whatever, and it just never quite goes well. I've just never really understood the Sabrina Harvey relationship. Cause I I love sitcom Sabrina. She's great. Netflix Sabrina, I I'm a little I'm a
0: little less sold on. Netflix you know I love a good prank. For for context, Sabrina takes a prank too far. <laughs> At one point in the pilot episode, she wants to traumatize her principal so that he won't come in to school so that the Vice principal can sign off in a policy for a women-supporting women club that she wants yeah. to create to help her friends. And she fully traumatizes. Her and Ambrose summon thousands of big spiders yeah. to crawl into this guy's house. I can see you looking right the <laughs> yeah, spiders no, right looking now. looking from
1: shoulder checking for spiders, I was traumatized. <laughs>
0: they crawl everywhere, all around this, like, encrusting his wall. They're crawling into his mouth, they're on his eyeballs. It's horrible.
1: And it's like if you wanted him to stay home from school, surely you could put him into an
0: enchanted sleep for a day. This yeah, the spider thing is gonna like traumatize him for life.
1: She just like goes from zero to a hundred on that one so
0: fast. Yeah, because Netflix Sabrina is 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 slightly evil. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I would I think I would like her more if she was, if she if she just owned it. Yeah. I would be fine with her being slightly
0: evil if if that was the point. And they try to do that a bit in season two, because there's like a dark Sabrina who's got bleach blonde hair mm-hmm. and an evil smile. But then she she's a bit wet.
1: Yeah. She's actually a bit wet. She can't get into any of the witch stuff. She's always like, well, oh, I don't like this magic. I don't like that you're mean. <laughs> let me tell you the okay so there's the bully character in both of these and in the sitcom it's libby who's like she she could be one of the heathers like she's very she's a very generic high school bully she just randomly calls sabrina
0: a freak because she's the new girl and no other reason
1: i'm pretty sure you're such a freak sabrina is like her only line and she's got two friends. And then in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, there's Prudence and her two sisters. And Prudence, I quite like. Yeah, she's fun. She's fun. She just embraces she's all a the, like... style icon. Yeah. She's got a great look. She embraces all the kind of evilness of witchcraft, especially in the beginning. Yeah. She's not boring, like Sabrina. Like she's, like, like Prudence is sometimes a bit mean, but she's she's got a lot of personality. You can kind of get behind her a lot of the time. I don't want to be sympathizing with the villain, but I also, she's not the main
0: villain. No, the main villain is Satan.
1: I think. I think. I think he's the main villain. It's <laughs> kind of hard to pin down. It's Lilith for a bit.
0: Lilith is my favorite character from the Netflix show.
1: Yeah, she's the she like kills one of the high school teachers and takes her place.
0: She's so hammy and obviously evil, <laughs> and enjoys being evil.
1: And played by the woman who, um, for a couple of seasons, played the Master on Doctor Who. Fuck
0: yes, <laughs> who like might be my favorite TV villain. She's so good, female Master. From Doctor Who. Yeah. Pinnacle of TV. <laughs> we'll never get to that again. She is an icon. I love her. She's living it up as Lilith. I think she's great.
1: Yeah, the um, actress is fun. She's really fun in it. And I think Prudence is really fun. And I would like it if the show was about one of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Sabrina's still there. Like, if it was, like, say, Lilith. Lilith's world. <laughs> the <chilling laughs> the chilling adventures of Lilith. Lilith. That's, like, a really engaging narrative. Because you've got, like, a, this demon who is... Trying to exist as a school teacher in the body of a school teacher she's killed. Mm-hmm. The school teacher who's also a witch hunter. Yeah. So she's got to, like, there could be some humour there. She's try- like, oh, a demon. She's been a demon for so long, but now she's got to be this dowdy school teacher. Mm-hmm. And there could be some fun bits of her, like, learning to, to, to actually teach because she's in it for the long haul. Yeah. And then yeah. you can have all of Sabrina stuff in the background.
1: Yeah. I feel like the chilling adventures of Prudence. You'd have some some really fun witch school stuff It would take place, mostly at the witch school, which I would prefer, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's always cursing people, and I think that's great. Yep. Good energy. She, evan- <laughs> she eventually finds out that, like, the leader of the Church of Night is actually her father, I think. I wasn't really paying attention in the later seasons. A but she's got song. some, like... She's got some good drama, like, interpersonally going on. She's got some tension with her two sisters. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I feel like they're just both more engaging than Sabrina, who's just, like, both completely oblivious to every witch thing, learns very little about it, and then is incredibly self-righteous about it. Oh, she's so smug. She learns, like, two facts about some ancient ritual, and then is like, has no one considered this might be bad? <laughs> In, like, the last 500 years, I'm the only witch who's ever thought a single thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> None of the other witches are woke like me.
1: <laughs> and that's just her- the vibe of the show. It's like, <laughs> surely not. This doesn't make any sense. And when she, like, single-handedly changes the witch ritual, or... Every episode. Or doesn't do it, and causes some sort of rip in the fabric of
0: reality. And then her aunts are like, Sabrina!
1: (laughs) Why do you have to destroy
0: reality? Couldn't you have just eaten that baby? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the vibe of her aunts in the Netflix show are like, Ugh, Sabrina, why are you such a bore? Just (laughs) kill a bunch of people. It's what we all do. Whereas in the sitcom, it's like, I don't know, they're just fun. (laughs) The ants in the sitcom,
1: I love. I love Hilda and Zelda. Hilda's very funny. Zelda kind of plays, like, the straight man to Hilda's jokes a lot of the time. Yeah. But they're very supportive of Sabrina. They're very, like, eager to help her solve
0: problems. They're into witch gossip, which is very funny. Yeah. They bounce off of Salem well. Yeah. It's not so. just that Salem is the funny one and everyone's like, ugh, Salem. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone in that house is an absolute hoot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're all, they're all good and funny and... On purpose. They're funny deliberately. Yeah. Which is a thing
0: that women can be, actually. (laughs) It might not seem that way because us two are so self serious. Yeah, we are. (laughs) But women can actually make jokes.
1: It is legal. (laughs) Since since almost
0: 1920. Yeah. Yeah, you won't get dunked in the river anymore for telling a joke. That's why the ants in the chilling adventures don't make jokes, because yeah. it might still be the law in this town they're in Greendale to get dunked. They're gonna get dunked in the room <laughs> to see if they float. They're making a joke.
1: They are, I think that they, yeah, because Zelda plays slightly more of the, it's not that she doesn't make jokes, but she tends to
0: be more of the straight man yeah. sort of. she, it. she tends got, to be the exposition ant.
1: Yeah, and she's got a bit of a drier sense of humour, or a sarcastic one when she does make yeah. jokes. And Hilda's making... She's a bit more bubbly, she makes more jokes, and a bit. she's a bit less responsible. They've boiled those down weirdly in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, where, like, Zelda is now the mean one, and
0: Hilda is the nice one, and neither of them are fun. I think they want Hilda to be funny, and they sort of... She's sort of bumbly, and like, oh, oh, sorry, Sabrina. Oh, she's also British, but you can't tell, because she's not got Union Jacks stuck on all of this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um... But she's not... It's more, like, funny through circumstance.
1: Yeah, you're meant to laugh at her, not with her, and not at things she says to
0: be funny on purpose. But why she says things. Yeah. Because it's indicative of the way she is, which is different.
1: Zelda kind of kicks her around. Yeah. In the Netflix show. And it, it's kind of unclear how she kind of fits into any of this, like, super super evil magic. Whereas yeah. Zelda is, is very much embraced at all. Yeah. Hilda's meant to be, like, the nice and, and sensitive one, but, like, also fully does the evil magic cannibal rituals. Yeah. And has been up to this point. She which just I- have,
0: she has cognitive dissonance.
1: <laughs> which I think makes Sabrina's like, I'm the first witch to ever notice something slightly weird about this. I don't know, <laughs> pick a witch to cut the hand off of or whatever. <laughs> like, it's always something random like that. Where we just all pick someone and beat them up under <laughs> the full moon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like the rites of spring. Yeah. Because there's characters like Hilda who are, like, nice and sh- shocked by things, like, every every other time until it, it comes time to, like, dismember a human sacrifice. And she's like, it's always just how it is, dear. It's just <laughs> how we do things here. <laughs> I don't know what is going on. And I don't know if that's meant to be, like, funny or what it's meant to be. But it does, I think, kind of just contribute to how strange and messy the world building is
0: yeah speaking of world building i found most whiplashy between watching the two versions of sabrina the aesthetic Mm. because like we can talk to this in a minute but like the chilling adventures is very sort of like dark Mm -hmm. satanic inverse catholic yeah i think but the sick is just like, it's a sitcom aesthetic. Yeah. All the witchy stuff is, the, the aesthetic's incredibly random. Mm-hmm. No one's really dressed as a witch. People just dress as like people from the 90s. Mm-hmm. There's a witch party they go to, which is just a party in space where they can see the earth through a window. And it, it's just like a regular party. The witch council are dressed up in really stupid shit <laughs> in some sort of cloud background, sort of. It, it's really random. They do, they're, It do, does not stick to a specific magic or spooky That's the thing. Sabrina the teenage witch is not spooky. Yeah. And I quite like that because it's like. It adds to the lightheartedness. Like, Sabrina, when she finds out she's a witch, she's a bit freaked out, but she very easily comes around to it. Yeah. She talks to a. A hologram picture of her dad in a book and he's like, chill out Sabrina it's fine, you're gonna like being a witch and she's like, I've thought about it I'm okay with it, anyway I'm off to school now, and then you know next mm. thing you know she's dissecting a frog at school, and it doesn't bother her that much it's so random and lighthearted mm-hmm. that the aesthetic gels well together. And the aesthetic is consistent in the Netflix show. And I think the reason I was curious to watch the Netflix show in the first place was because it was such a different take. And I was mm. like, I want to see them do Sabrina, but spooky.
1: Yeah, so, okay, you know me, I love a spooky aesthetic. Yeah. But I have beef with the Church of Night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so does Sabrina. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I've actually noticed these witch rituals aren't that
1: great. <laughs> um, now, everything that the witches actually do in The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is, like I said it earlier, it's like it's ripped from the brain of a 16th century Puritan idea of what a witch is. I actually took a course on witchcraft in undergrad.
0: Of course she did. Um, of course she did, Shannon. <laughs> Are you a certified witch? Now what grade did you get? You an, an A grade witch? I
1: am an A plus grade witch. An A plus
0: grade witch of oh, fucking course.
1: Um... <laughs> I thought it would be a how-to class. Unfortunately, it was a history course. God damn. Um, I Like, I'm not an expert. I just have a very basic understanding, but, like, the way that witches were conceptualized was, like, reverse Catholics or Protestants, depending on who you are. It's so, like, you would basically do everything but the opposite, which is why it's like the Church of Night is, like, bad church, and that's basically how people perceived witches. And The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina just is like, yes, this is correct, which is eat children, and they also go to church, but it's bad church, and it's desecrated, um, instead, and it's basically like anything, anything
0: a Catholic would do but goth, you know? It's like naughty church for bad girls.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it's still, like, exactly as restrictive and follows, like, the, the
0: same kind of framework. Yeah. As... There's a dark Christian.
1: Yeah, exactly. There's a dark baptism. You and they go just, like... to
0: the dark confessional booth <laughs> just... and, and confess all the good things you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they just, like, <laughs> toss dark and blood and evil in front of literally every, like,
0: Catholic or Christian thing. Dark... And are like, this is witches. Dark father, I have a dark confession <laughs> for you. I'm so ashamed of myself. Today, I helped an old lady cross the road. <laughs> i hope satan forgives me
1: and that's just the whole vibe of it is just like <laughs> it's weird how similar it is to like the things you'd find in like malleus maleficarum you know like yeah like this is witches dance naked under the moonlight and they eat babies and like fully that's exactly what the witches are like in chilling adventures of sabrina and i think that's a very weird choice to make yeah um because it, it makes Witches just seem bad. Not like mortals distrust witches because of their own prejudice or their own beliefs or whatever. Like, yeah. no,
0: witches are fully just evil. Yeah, it's like, con- we've confirmed your fears. Witches exist, they're awful, <laughs> and they'll eat your babies. Yep. And Sabrina's the only good one, because she's the only one
1: of all of the witches, of which there are are thousands. <laughs> <laughs> who's
0: noticed that maybe some of these things are, are quite bad, actually. <laughs> I quite like that if you take the sitcom and the Netflix show, mm-hmm. that if you put any of the lines from either in the other, it would seem fully out of place. <laughs> like, can you imagine if you were watching the Netflix show and Ambrose said, show me the tuna. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Or if if Sabrina was at a party with Harvey in the sitcom and she was like, I'm sorry, Harvey, I can't go to prom with you. I have to go to my dark baptism and sign my name in the Book of the Beast.
0: (laughs) 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 They're so different. (laughs) So I suppose that will. (laughs) That takes us to the ultimate question (laughs) the ultimate dark question. Do you think Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the sitcom, is curse, blessed, or blessed? Question number two Do you think The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, Netflix, is (laughs) curse, blessed, or blessed? That's
1: a really hard question. Honestly, the sitcom held up way better than I thought it would. Yeah. We did only watch a couple of episodes. Maybe if we watched a full season, I'd think differently.
0: Yeah, I'm sure something would come up. And I will say this at the the Netflix show, there's much better representation. There definitely is in the Netflix show. Everyone's white in the in the sitcom, mm-hmm. and it's all very sort of middle class, and well actually it is as well in the Netflix show, forget I said anything about class, but like there's LGBT representation, mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. there's BT representation at least, Yeah, I'm not sure about the L's and G's and the plus, but you know, there's something. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in the in the Netflix show, that is much better. It try it tries to do some some social justicey stuff in the Netflix show. I don't think it always does it well.
0: No, um, it's very sort of. Riverdale and Glee in yeah, its execution. it's, it's, it's quite ham fisted and sometimes it does things badly. Like the Women Supporting Women Club, but all the women hate each other. Yeah, so but ever. they're all just mean to each other. <laughs>
1: women Supporting Women, unless you're a witch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you can get fucked.
1: Oh. Uh, like I, I'm almost tempted to call blessed on yeah, sitcom.
0: Honestly, I was thinking the same of the two episodes we watched, they were funny. Yeah. They were so funny. And all the characters were engaging. Yeah. And a lot happened. Like mm-hmm. there was a streaking subplot <laughs> in the second one. Yeah. Where Harvey says the line like, Sabrina, you don't have to streak to prove you're popular at school, you don't have to streak.
1: Yeah, I, I mean yeah, I'm sure there's stuff that comes up in the sitcom, but from what we, we've rewatched, I'm I might
0: say blessed. Yeah, I'm gonna say blessed for that one too. Yeah. Which puts this up with wait, have we only had one blessed on this show so far? Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> Put up there with like twenty eighteen Jumanji. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have guessed. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. You know, I feel like at this point I should I should counteract saying it tries to be more like socially responsible. Some of the things that happened in the last season, from what I've heard from you, are very irresponsible and very damaging. Yeah, and not good and bad from what I've heard.
1: Yeah, season three kind of it, it lost me with um some some badly mishandled plot threads. Uh, so bear that in mind if you're you're watching it. Yeah,
0: honestly.
1: I don't know I don't know how to call this Like is it 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 has a lot more The thing I think
0: that, that it's easiest To compare it with Is Riverdale What did we say With Riverdale We
1: called Riverdale Blurst But we had just Watched Glee Which we said Was cursed Which was definitely Cursed Um, Which right. definitely Made Riverdale Look a lot better Sabrina has a lot More coherence Than Riverdale it's In lot general It's a lot
0: more Boring than Riverdale But it's a lot More boring I think I was Excited the first Time I watched it and mm-hmm. watch this pilot, which I did sit and watch the whole way through. And I think it was the novelty of the aesthetic being so different from the sitcom. Mm-hmm. But on a rewatch, I'm like fucking hell, and then my eyeballs are rolling around on the floor. And yeah. you know, I've already explained that it was disgusting. Yeah, I had to pick yeah. them up.
1: Yeah, I think I think the yeah. uh, Netflix show has a lot of unfulfilled potential. Yeah, and it's
0: it's it's boring Riverdale,
1: <laughs> which is a shame because there's magic in it.
0: Yeah, I might go cursed because I was as bored as I was watching Snow White. Which I gave Cursed because I was so bored.
1: Yeah, I think I might have to give it a Cursed as well. And my overall impression of the show at the end of it was that it was quite Cursed. Yeah. So this is this is quite a divide between sitcom Sabrina and Netflix Sabrina.
0: <laughs> yeah, our, our, our evening of watching both shows, it was completely like a linear downhill. Yeah. With two sample points, you know, <laughs> still... It was a steep drop
1: off. (laughs) We were so jazzed watching the sitcom. Yeah. I was so pleasantly surprised by how funny it still was. I wasn't expecting it to still
0: be funny. It was fresh. and, And I think a lot of it was that we had... Three very vibrant, funny female leads. Yeah, and the four leads, um, including including Salem as a fourth, mm-hmm. like they're all great.
1: Yeah, they're all they all have things to like about them and things to dislike about them. Yeah, and they have they're all very very witty and have great chemistry. Yes.
0: And I feel like I vibe more with the teenage witch of of yesteryear, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I feel like uh, her teenage problems were more. Well, times have changed, I suppose. That's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's odd. I was, I mean, I was a goth teenager,
0: but you I you? was I. I don't believe that either. <laughs> I thought you would be a prep.
1: <laughs> I wasn't allowed to dye my hair black. <laughs> Mm -hmm. All the best
0: goths are ginger. Yeah, exactly. Like Ronald McDonald. (laughs) How dare you? uh, (laughs) Or Pennywise.
1: (laughs) I was doing my best to be a, a little ginger goth, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch was one of my favorite shows as a kid. Yeah. And... I still vibe more with that than I do with, like, goth Sabrina, which I was very hyped for because I love Sabrina and I was a goth kid.
0: Yeah, the aesthetic of goth Sabrina is great. I like her outfits. Yeah, yeah. Everyone dresses very well. Yeah. It was nice to see the Pacific Northwest again. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see it in a non-cast context mm-hmm. on this here show that we do, maybe.
1: <laughs> a lot of the things filmed in Vancouver
0: are <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> so many Hallmark movies are filmed there, yeah. too. <laughs> Uh can't wait for Christmas. So yeah, this is quite a humdinger of an episode then. We've got a blessed and a cursed. Yeah, this is a very rare blast. Did this happen with Jumanji? What was the, did we have a cursed and a blessed then or was it a blessed and a blast? I think it was cursed and blast. Oh my god. Yeah. But this is this is the reverse or the original thing's better. Yep. Netflix shows What was their game? It was Riverdale Their game was Riverdale 2.0 Their
1: game was Riverdale but The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is based on a comic that's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch but sort of gothic Lovecraftian horror Yeah. So it didn't come completely out of nowhere but I haven't read the comic so I don't know if that's the same as the show no. or the show has just kind of twisted it Riverdale style. There is a bit in one of the later episodes of Sabrina where they end up on the outskirts of Riverdale. <laughs> and they look at the sign and they're like, oh god we shouldn't be here. This is the most dangerous town in
0: the area. And they all just leave. <laughs> okay, it's pretty cowardly of the witches to be afraid of cults.
1: Yeah! they the Church of Night. Maybe there is magic in Riverdale. Maybe the Church of Night is the Gargoyle King.
0: I want to believe.
1: <laughs> the real Gargoyle King was inside us all along.
0: And if that's not the true Moral of this episode, the first of our Halloween series, then I don't know what is.
1: Happy Halloween.
0: Happy Halloween, Halloweenies. If you enjoyed this episode, which you'd better if else (laughs) we'll tell Satan on you, and he'll come to your house (laughs) and eat your face off. (laughs) Unless you email okay, unless you email three of your friends with a link to our podcast, (laughs) Satan will eat your face off. (laughs) Is this ethical?
1: Are you doing okay?
0: What has he told you? He's told me that everyone should listen to curse or Blast. It's a very fun show. They cover a lot of grounds. They do TV shows. They do movies. They do Disney animated classics. They do CGI horrors of recent times. Soon they're going to do the B-movie, I've heard. Oh, or maybe yeah. they did that in the past. When have we published this <laughs> We've episode? done it in the past. We've done it in the past. <laughs> you should listen to the B-movie episode. I hear it's great. <laughs> like, they do musicals. Satan's favorite sh- episode was... Satan's favorite episode is uh, The Cat cats episode. Satan loves the cats episode because he directed (laughs) cats. Thanks for listening to Castor See you next week.